one Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is going e equals MC. That all men are created about the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence this is finding your frequency with your hosts jeff spinard and ryan treasure it's time to speak up share your voice and hear from the thought leaders and welcome to another week of finding your frequency i'm your host jeff spinard i am the ceo and president of world talk radio home to the voice america talk radio and tv networks joining me of course my a 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran, and vice president of broadcast operations, Mr. Ryan T. Yes, today I'm going by Ryan T. We decided to make a little change, have a little fun. Yep. And uh, as you can see behind us, we have this fantastic new setup in the studio with uh, some logo in and brandage. A little, a little something you know, to put <laughs> behind, the, uh, behind us instead of just the soundproofing. In fact, we're going to redo the entire uh, uh, studio and it's going to be all kinds of new colors and soundproofing. It's going to look nice when we're done. But for now, yes, we decided to do a little branding behind us. Yeah. Ryan. Yes. Friday. We had, yes, it's another Friday. We always love a Friday. Fridays are the best. Yes, they are, especially when they're payday Friday. So the, the, the team is very happy. <laughs> uh, all the workers are very happy, uh, except for me because I don't take it a check. So, But I'm always happy, so that's good. <laughs> Last week. We had two excellent guests on the show, uh, Mr. Manny Lopez. Yep. Uh, and, of course, Mr. Bill Walsh. Yeah, it was a great dynamic duo, kind of two different sides of the coin. You have the, you know, the Bill Walsh, the power team, uh, uh, those guys, and, you know, the stuff that they've been doing for a long, long period of time. And then, you know, Manny Lopez is kind of uh, an up-and-comer in that space. And it's it was kind of cool to know that uh, Bill has a little give back for the, for the, for the up-and-comers. It was absolutely a nice compliment uh, to each other. Bill has been riding the stages for over 10 years now. Uh, I've literally watched Bill, you know, get bigger and bigger, take the next step up, next step up, you know, going from the stages on, you know, smaller venues to bigger venues to, you know, he was at the City Gala speaking with uh, Ashton Kutcher and some of the big guys. So I've watched him grow. Now, Manny, of course, he's an upcomer now. So where Bill might have been 10 years ago, and not to take anything away from Manny because Manny's been working hard for many years, but now Manny's joining the power team circuit as they do a 13-city uh, extravaganza where they're teaching people how to build and grow their own business. Small Business Expo coming exactly. to a town near you. Go check we'll it out. Be, we'll be broadcasting that live when they get to Phoenix. So Yeah, I'm excited about yeah, that. good news on that. You know, we got a short introduction uh, segment here today, so I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, our event that's next week that we have at yes. Pitbull. I know we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, but guys, tune in live. We'll be at the uh, uh, Wicopa Resort Wicopa. out there in Scottsdale, uh, bringing to you all the movers and shakers in the hard money lending real estate realm, which is always kind of fun. Um, I always learn something yeah. in interesting. It's always there. a great broadcast day. We learn so much about the financial industry, the, the uh, money lending. Uh, you know, everything that goes on with the hard money lending and finances. And we also learn the legal end of things with, with Mr. Hornick, is it? Uh, yeah, I got Hornick. And then also, uh, yeah, Hornick is, that's the guy from Marlboro, New Jersey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's John Hornick. The, yes. Uh, the mayor of Hornick, I believe. The mayor of Marlboro, mayor New Jersey. Marlboro, yes. There. I should always remember Marlboro. I man. should just start calling him the Marlboro man. <laughs> Marlboro man. I think, yeah, I think that's what they do call him, but. Anyway, it's going to be a great event. We'll be broadcasting live. We'll be interviewing all day. That's generally about an eight-hour broadcast, so plenty of content, and we'll, of course, have it for on-demand listening as well. So if you missed the live stream or you want to listen to more interviews, uh, you can go to voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
Absolutely. And I know we're getting ready to come up on a commercial break here. We got about one minute before we go. So we'll just take it a little bit early here and let everybody know where they can find us all over social media. Uh, Jeff, you have anything you want to shout out before we jump to break? Uh, no, no, nothing in particular. I'm just glad it's Friday and uh, let's get this baby cooking. Right on. Go check us out all over social media, facebook.com forward slash finding a frequency net. And of course, all over Twitter at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. Stay tuned and we'll come back with some special guests right here on Finding a Frequency. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan T. I actually almost forgot to say my name now. <laughs> I'm your host... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Live here radio. we are back. Yes. Finding your frequency. Uh, we have a very special guest. We actually have two special guests coming up today, but this woman is very special uh, because she is also part of the family here at Voice America. But let me give a little bit of an introduction. Uh, Summer Helene, she uh, is the former executive vice president of California Pictures at Paramount. Summer Helene is not only one of the youngest executives in Hollywood, Summer will soon be announcing her place as the youngest studio head in Hollywood history. Born in Lakewood, California, Summer Helene moved to Australia when she was just six weeks old. While she has been in the entertainment industry all of her life, her career officially began when she was chosen as a Victoria's Secret model at just 17 years of age. After a short but very successful modeling career, Summer Helene changed gears and easily made the often difficult transition into feature films and television. While on the set of Slaughter Party, actor Ron Jeremy convinced her to give up a successful film career and get into the film business. One week later, Summer Helene was an assistant to a producer and on her way to becoming one of the few female powerhouses in Hollywood. Summer Helene's tenacity, demeanor, and her uncompromising style earned her the nickname the Duchess of Hollywood. The Duchess is known for her ability to get any film made and is often asked to share her, her, her experiences in Hollywood on television and radio shows as well as on panels at Comic-Con and most major film festivals. On Friday nights, Summer Helene 
shares her experiences as the host of the wildly successful radio show, Behind the Scenes. Right here. Right here on Voice America. Summer, welcome to the show. Hi. I, I don't know who wrote that bio, but I really like it. It didn't Excellent. call me a bitch even once. <laughs> you know what? And that's, you know, and you know that's Jeff usually just, the defining. Jeff I just came up with we'd that. get to that. Jeff just came up with that off the top of his head. He, nobody even wrote it. He just, he just, he just yeah. came right out. Yeah, you couldn't tell me stumbling all over that one. You know, trash yeah. that one. But I'm, that's I'm okay. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to have to find out who wrote that one because I have a lot of bios. Right. Like I do, And I'm going through this in my head. I'm like, I don't know who wrote this one. It's really complimentary. I have to have funded one of their films or done distro. <laughs> it, it has to be somebody I didn't screw over. They were very nice. I know it. I yeah. know it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> exactly. it was beautiful. You got that uh, that stigma attached to you, and it's not not even in this at all. I know. Lex, who wrote that bio? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is absolutely going way back. So was that was that, it's either it was either Cindy Honeg or Jennifer Gibbs I don't know which one but I'm sending somebody a fruit basket there you go very <laughs> nice so I guess you'll send them both you'll cover it all yeah. <laughs> you know Harry, Harry and David pairs or whatever you know so that, summer yeah. you have been on voice America now with behind the scenes for uh, probably a couple of years now right a year and About a half, two and years? half yeah. okay yeah there we go um for those uh people for our audience for finding a frequency uh, why don't you let them know a little bit about who Summer Helene is and what kind of your journey has been? Um, so so the, the bio was very glossy, um, but it was it was pretty <laughs> accurate. It just it kept out the bad stuff. Yep. Um, I did start modeling when I was young. I did. I was with Victoria's Secret a little before I turned seventeen, um, and I switched into film. I always wanted to be an actress. I. I I was with the Royal Shakespeare Company and I really liked acting. The problem is I also like to have an audience. I didn't like being on camera and once I started doing those films, especially the kind of films I was doing because I was kind of doing a lot of the grindhouse films, yeah. um, I did not like the attention. <laughs> like, ah. I, do, I do very, very badly with attention and very badly with no. strangers coming up and touching me. Oh, yeah, well, um, I can see that. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to pull back a stump. I think teach you to be a yeah. bitch real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I, I with people I like, I'm very friendly. But with other people, I'm very uncomfortable. And it actually came from um, modeling and doing kind of those grindhouse films and doing that sort of thing because I was so constantly overwhelmed at the horror expos and things like that. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the personality for it. And it was Ron Jeremy who talked me into taking a job with the head of Paramount way back when. And um, he, I'm, I'm trying to think, you have, see on my show, I use a lot of bad language and I'm trying to clean up Ron Jeremy's language on this, <laughs> which, which is a feat in itself. Mm -hmm. But the clean version would be essentially he took one look at me. I'd been invited to a WWE party by a bunch of girls. I was 17 um, and these actresses had asked me to go with them. And he grabs a hold of me. I don't know who he is. Again, 17. <laughs> right, right. So just, this short little man grabs a hold of me and drags me over and sits me down. And I went to say something. He said, sit down, shut up. <laughs> I went, okay. Um, not very good at confrontation. So I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, what the hell's going on? I'm about to be attacked by a hobbit. Please don't <laughs> tell him I said that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Ron. I really do. He's a wonderful human being. But so he, he looks at me and he said, you're not going off with those girls. I said, excuse me. And he said, they're in their 40s. They're in their late 30s. They're at the end of their career. You're at the beginning of yours. You're not going to a WWE party. You're obviously foreign, obviously a virgin and obviously an idiot. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. tell me like it is. That's me, right? <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> fine. OK. He said, you seem like an intelligent girl. Come with me. And then he grabs a hold of me, took me over, introduced me to Lloyd Kaufman, who was in charge of um, Troma at the time, who put me in charge with the president of Paramount and back and forth and got me a job um, as an assistant there and said, you're too intelligent. Get behind the camera. There are a lot of women doing it. Um, he's also the one that got on me years ago to start pushing for uh, the Screen Actors Guild to accept porn actresses because he feels they're incredibly mistreated. So believe it or not, he's a hardcore humanitarian right. and very, very into women's rights. And he felt that I was too intelligent and obviously very uncomfortable 
um, doing what I was doing. And if I went with those girls, he said, you're going to wake up in the morning and go, what the hell happened? Oh, right, right. You're going to have a reputation and a life you don't want. Saved. Yeah. Yep. By Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy, right. You know, who, who would have thought? Who would have he thought also it? asked me never, ever to tell that story. So <laughs> I've Whoops. never told it like a hundred times yeah we'll yeah. make sure we I, replay this um a hundred more times too. Yeah, how many days yeah. did you last uh, not telling you sorry um i, I lasted a few years i okay. lasted a few years. the first time i told it was in front of him and he, he was not happy but he said he said i don't want people to think you know i'm against sex he said i'm just i'm just against you know young underage girls going and getting themselves in trouble and he doesn't want that to be known i think that is such a uh, a beautiful thing that you share that you know uh yeah it still pisses him off i yeah. still get it <laughs> like he'll call me and yell at me when it does pop up from time to time if we end up at the same expos but you still but say the same thing every time i love it <laughs> oh yeah that's great so let me ask you before you got into acting or modeling uh, what was life like uh, for Summer Helene in Australia, or we in Australia before you came oh, to Hollywood? Yeah. Okay, and did you go um, to school? Uh, you just, you know, that I hot to, that you know you were just going to become a model, or what was the deal? I wanted to be a nun. <laughs> oh, wow! I wanted to be a nun. I went to a private girls' Catholic school. I went to Saint Therese, Our Lady of the Rosary, and then Bridgetine Ladies College, which was named Check after Saint Bridgetine. Right. I wanted to I wanted to become a nun and my dad talked me out of it. He said you want to be a nun because you want to be a good person. You can be a good person without being a nun. Um and he really kind of pushed for me to separate those two things and he he was right. My driving force with wanting to be a nun was I wanted to do good things for people and be a good mm -hmm. person and he said he didn't want to see me have a life and not live it. Exactly, right. Or live it in the confines of a con of a convent in pursuit of being a good person that there are better ways to be a good person. So he talked me into taking a contract with Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> he talked me out, of being, an un uh, out yeah. of being a nun and into being an underwear model. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, were there any dollar figures in that uh, thought process? or? <laughs> no, not, not at all. My family is quite comfortable. Um, there, there wasn't any thought to any of that. My dad has... My dad was in the service since he was about 15. Um... And he's in politics back home now and works with the government. But he joined the military when he was 15. He spent a lot of time at war. Okay, he was a career, um, career he was, man. And he's just a very strict, very, very strong disciplinarian. We were raised with, you know, there are three ways to do things, the right way, the wrong way, and the Navy way. And two of those are the same thing. Oh, right, right. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm very familiar um, with that. <laughs> my, my father was in the Army, so I, I, uh, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> I still there's still only one way to make a bet. It's just as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. So okay, you uh, we're gonna be a nun. Dad talks you out of it. Um, okay, Victoria's Secret uh, uh, model. What you move from Australia to Hollywood? Kind of. Um, the best part of that is my mom's Jewish. Um, my dad's Catholic, <laughs> so she was even more horrified than he was yes. at the prospect of me being a nun. <laughs> um, so it was great. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, my, my Jewish daughter is okay. a nun. I can imagine and, the dinner table conversation. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, the, so my dad kind of pushed me for that, and my mom had been in entertainment her whole life. Um, she really kind of backed off from the spotlight for a while. She was California State Dance Champion. She danced with the original lockers. I still work with people that will look at me and go, you're Patty's kid, right? I'm like, really? I have yeah. a lot of accomplishments. Yeah, exactly, yes, right, I'm, right. I, yes, I'm Patty's kid. Um, so, hey, big shout out to Patty. I got here. to meet her at Comic-Con. She is a very, she, very cool lady. Very cool. Well, she used to follow me and so did my dad. When I decided I wanted to do this, they would go, if I had an audition, my parents were standing there. If I had a gig, my parents were standing there. Mm -hmm. I had one of my parents there at all times. And my mom being American had a lot of uh, contacts in the United States. So when I came over here on contract, my parents were separated. Um, my mom came over with me. And at every show, my mom was there. Every minute of every day, my mom was there. Anyone looked at me, my mom was screaming mm -hmm. jailbait. <laughs> like she, posters and everything yeah, she wait. did not want me in entertainment which I can understand now um, 
after after having been in the industry myself for so long, I get it. Right, right. <laughs> um, it's it can be a pretty a pretty vile place, but I've been very very lucky, and I've had wonderful mentors and wonderful friends. Um, my old boss Paul, when Weinstein made a pass at me, threatened to because Paul worked for Viacom yeah. um, and ran large sections of Viacom, essentially said to Weinstein, you go near her again, I will fucking destroy you. Nice. Excuse my language, but that direct it's quote. Okay. We can no, do that. All right. <laughs> so yeah, this, and, and how, this, how relevant that, com- that comment is right now, too, especially with all of the, the stuff that's been on. coming out, yeah. Well, I've had a lot of, I can say... I have a lot of people ask me if it's, you know, it's bullshit or it's exaggerated. It's not. And half of the guys that have done it haven't been caught. Most of the A-listers that have done it haven't been caught. I have an NDA on me from when I was 18 because I had one of the biggest actors in the world give me a black eye because I wouldn't do anything with him. Um, and boy, did my boss go after him. But I, I, I had imagine. a wonderful boss. <laughs> like He was a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, I always say he's looking up at us now because I'm sure he's in hell. He was a terrible human being, but I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you always protected, I'll tell you that. I was. And he uh, so, that, so that happened, but I'm still under contract for that. And this is many years later. So I know a lot of people that have had these things done haven't been found out. And some of the things they've done, I mean, Weinstein didn't do anything any more horrific than a lot of these guys. And especially yesterday being International Women's Day, I think in entertainment it's it's important that we look at women's contributions, especially people like Betty White, who was the first female producer. Yeah. People know her as an icon, but she was really the, on Life of Elizabeth, the first female producer and one of the first female writers. And you look at uh, Lucille Ball, who was a comedian. There are so many women who kicked open these doors and now everyone wants to be Kim Kardashian and no one wants to get behind the camera. So it's getting a little irritating. Yeah. A little bit irritating. I would imagine in the business it would be. But that's just more for you, right? Yes and no. <laughs> that, yeah. I, okay. Catch the one guys, two. Yeah. The guys, the guys I work with look like caricatures from 19, you know, 25, between 1925 and 1942. They're all like five foot two, balding, drinking scotch out of a crystal glass at 11 a.m., smoking a cigar. It's a good thing I'm not five foot two. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else fits nice. Nice. But it was, no, it's, it's just that they're these guys and they're well into their 80s. Right. And they don't know how to connect with some of the younger people coming up, especially behind the, behind the scenes. Sure. Um, I, I thought that that whole gen, I, I thought the, the, the women were you know becoming much more into you know being behind the cameras and in Hollywood that that's not the case. Uh, well, Sherry Lansing was the first female studio head. She was over Paramount. Wonderful woman, love her. Uh, but that was in the eighties, about late eighties. Deb right. Ross was the first yeah, female right. staff writer for Disney. That was in the nineties. First female Oscar winner for best director was Catherine Bigelow. All three were all three of these women are friends and mentors of mine. Yeah, and all three of them have not had anyone follow them. Huh. So yes, a woman did it, but nobody's done it since. Yeah, gotcha. that, that's definitely gotcha. could could cause some concern for the industry for sure. <laughs> so so- these women are still working. The problem is, it's not just that. I'm I'm going to say this: the guys that I work with are phenomenal. Um, definitely out of touch. You know, they call my friend Darnell. They they say, "Look, you know, we're open. We have a black." I'm like, "You can't call Darnell a black." <laughs> right. He's like, "No, we're inclusive. Stop calling Darnell a black." They're like, "Well, what should we call him? Darnell? Just call him Darnell." <laughs> Darnell, right, right. <laughs> Very simple, right. And so, when- but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And him. <laughs> right, right. So where did the Duchess of Hollywood come in? Now, the Duchess is, you know, who what you encompass. Tell us about the Duchess. Um, so I ended up with two kind of juxtaposed nicknames. One was kind of a spin on, you know who Hollywood royalty is, you know Beyonce, you know all of those people, but you don't know the people behind right. that slip people into those positions of power. 
so that's where that came from. And that, uh, that one was started many, many years ago uh, in an interview. That was just something that one of the writers came up with. And then I got called the Wicked Witch of the West Coast. So those were the two, uh, two, the two monikers I ended up with. And now the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, that was because you were so pleasant to everybody? Yeah, it's because I'm, it's because I'm charming. Right. Um, no, if you're seeing me, something has gone terribly wrong. Ah. Okay. There is no reason yeah. if you're doing a film, <laughs> I should be there. If I come on your set, it's because you your are over time, mine. over budget, or you have a serious problem. Well, you know, while while you're on the subject of being on set, uh, what are you what are you doing now? What are you working on? Like. I, I, I can tell you what I have, but I'm never allowed to tell you what I am. Right. Because of specifically because of what my job is. <laughs> like nobody wants to say, oh well, you my can, god, we're you in can talk job. about what you did, right? So we can talk about Guardians, correct? You can talk about Guardians. Okay. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. I did dealt predominantly in distribution, uh, contract negotiation and Asian distribution. Okay. So that it's just a lot of paperwork on that end, and that wasn't in any trouble. That's my normal job. What I'm doing when I'm not, when something's not in trouble. Right. Um, we I've worked a bit with the Han Solo origin, the okay. uh, Solo. Um, uh, yeah, now, just didn't you kind of save uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two with the the music? Uh, something <laughs> about the music. They wanted to put rap in it. Right. <laughs> No, that was that's not happening. Um, I, I had a fit about that, but it actually, as much as I had a fit, I think the defining voice in that was Chris Pratt that called <laughs> okay. everyone fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I can take credit for not like, allowing the paperwork to go through, but I think his his absolute refusal and tantrum really kind of put that nail in the coffin. Yeah, right. leave it leave it to Star Lord to tell everybody to go <laughs> screw off. Well, the soundtracks <laughs> the, the soundtracks are great. Now. They're you fantastic. Know, both movies soundtracks are. are badass. I mean, I like the soundtrack. So you know, with the next movie coming out, Infinity Wars, which is also a Marvel thing, and there's um, you know some of the characters from Guardians kind of make a uh, make a showing in that. I don't I don't think the movie's out yet, but did you work on any it's of not, that? If I did, I wouldn't be allowed to say yeah, till well, after it's out. I was going to say, you can't uh, say anything. <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll have to have you back <laughs> on like the day it drops so we right, can talk right. about Once it. Once it happens, <laughs> we can talk definitely about it. do that. We can talk about it then. Um, if I did, I, I would say that that film has definitely not had any trouble um, and wasn't plagued right. by a lot of the problems that you'd expect by having so many stars and so many people involved. It actually... From what I've heard, I'm doing like air quotes now. Right, you're not not this, saying anything it, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, it. not saying anything. It turned into <laughs> a huge love. It was a huge love fest. So oh, okay. I don't know what the product's going to be like. If it's going to be great or terrible, because it's a bunch of people that are now friends dicking around on set. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were more pranks on their set than there were on Oceans Eleven and Twelve. Like oh. it's it's bad. It oh, was wow. bad. I've yeah, heard. I don't know. I saw I saw the trailer when I went to watch to Star Wars. Right. And it was it, the trailer looked really good, so I'm I'm excited. You know how much of a Marvel dork I am, so. Well, I like Marvel. <laughs> yes. I was really disappointed. I loved Wonder Woman. D- DC is disappointing me though. Um, really disappointing me. Really? I, yes. I wanted some. I, I shouldn't say I wanted some rivalry, but it's not fun when there's no competition. Yeah, and, and, and Justice League was good, but there are some pieces of Justice League that I don't know, like production quality and some stuff from a film and kind I of wasn't stuff. Terribly it, impressed it, it was with that. it was okay. Ben Affleck was Batman. Yeah, yeah. All I, 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 I just hope to God that they don't let uh, what's his face be the Green Lantern. I, I saw a posting about the possibility right. of. Uh, yeah. Right. What's his name? He was in. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy. Um, Anyways, go look it up. Summer. Go sign a petition. I'll have to have a look. I'm, I'm kind of caught with anything good you can say about Justice League. I'm going to counter with Ben Affleck was Batman. <laughs> that's right. You know what? Ben Affleck at Batman. It that, just says it, it all. Don't give yeah. me Gal Gadot. She was wonderful. Wonder Woman, phenomenal yes, film. Yes, more Wonder DC. Woman films. Yeah. Why the hell didn't they make Chris Pine Batman? He would have been better. They didn't want to yeah. do it because it was Captain Kirk. Should have done that. Yeah, no, they should have done that, too. I agree. He would have been good. He would have been I really agree. good. I agree with that. Like, it, it, you know what? Damn near anyone. Even freaking nobody cares about Dave Franco. Dave Franco would have been better. But no one cares about Dave. 
Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's turn the ship a little bit here. Uh, let's go to behind the scenes. Um, you've been doing the show with us a year and a half now. Uh, how are you doing with the show? How are you feeling with the show? I absolutely love doing the show. Um, the one that is driving me up the wall, <laughs> and, and I'm going to call this out here, is hmm. I've been going back and forth for a year to get Mel Brooks on the show and Fridays are a day he's never available. So I'm trying to set up a pre-record with him right now right? Um, because he's, I mean, at least 112. So I really need to get him on very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's and time, I've tried right? To be patient. I've tried to be really patient, um, but I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. So I'm very, very excited about him coming on. I have a lot of friends in the industry now that have kind of started listening to it and using it in their lectures. And a friend of mine at USC um, tells her students to listen into it. Gotcha. So sometimes it's phenomenal. It really depends on the guest and how long they've been in the entertainment industry. Sure, sure. The negative side is uh, I, I'm always on Twitter during the show and I right. talk to a lot of people and I do a lot of things live uh, where people are live tweeting. And when I had Vincent Ward on from The Walking Dead. Yep, yep. Um, I had women sending naked pictures. So I explained to them, it, it's coming to me, not him. And then Dr. Ross, who comes on and he talks about weight loss and health yep. and all kinds of stuff, um, has, you know, he has his own little following of people, but women will call in and write in with things like, I think I have an infection and take a photo and send it to me. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, That's going to be a pretty picture. Summer, hold yeah. that thought, okay? Uh, we got to go to a commercial break. Hold that thought. When we come back, we'll pick it up from there. Guys, check us out all over social media at facebook.com forward slash finding a frequency net. And of course, Twitter at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. And when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to have this fantastic guest back, Summer Helene. And we'll be back right after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm the co-host, Ryan T. And we are with Summer Helene. Uh, Summer, we had uh, just left, uh, we just finished talking about some excellent pictures you would receive. 
Ah, uh, yes, we were on um, vaginal infections yeah. being sent to me on Twitter to be given to Dr. Russ. That's, that's I'm so glad we came back to it's something I just well, we I had to pick it up from up. there, you know. Oh, it's awful. It's though I get I get weird write-ins all the time. Yeah, I get guys asking me to hook with me up with a, with them up with my assistant. Because in her spare time, she's a dominatrix. Love that. And so we've talked about that on the show. She'll come on and talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. So I have guys writing in for that. Or I have, I had guys sending me pictures. I found this picture from when you were modeling, this picture from when you were modeling. I get pictures of me in my underwear. Like nice. it's very difficult to be taken seriously when you send those to me. Yeah. Just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, right, right. So uh, the behind the scenes show, uh, some of the guests you have – just give us a little a little take. Like I know you've had Dev on the show, and you've had some very influential people in the Hollywood uh, business. Uh, but give us a little uh, a taste of a, a couple of shows. Um, I had Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead on quite a few times. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Link Hand from Ghosted yep. from the movie uh, Forty Two. Um, I've had uh, Jesus. I need a list. <laughs> I, I can pull a list. <laughs> Um, I've Dev Ross, first female staff writer, Jane Velez Mitchell, um, who I absolutely admire, amazing human being. I have had Felissa Rose, who is a, she has a huge cult following. Um, she started in Sleepaway Camp. She does a lot of horror films. Um, Sean Whalen, um, my uh, good God, any, it just <laughs> goes on. Right, right. If, so, if uh, that guy, it. that guy's great. How was that interview with Sean? Good, really, really good. Um, that I, was way back. Yeah, I follow him on Facebook and um, watch him yell at people like every day. It's pretty great. <laughs> He's really good. The one I'm, the one I'm interested in. I've been going back and forth with is Jim Carrey, but he wants to come on and talk nice. about politics. Oh, I'm like, well, I'm not doing I, politics, I, right? Political show. He's, you know, I'm left of Lenin, and my co-host is. You know, my co-host is a libertarian. He and I fight enough. Yeah, right. Um, like, I am pretty damn liberal, and but I think that's an Australian thing. We don't even have an equivalent of the Republican Party. We have, like, conservative Democrats and liberal Democrats. We don't even have anything close. Right. If you said the earth was, you know, 6,000 years old in Australia, you'd be put in a loony bin. <laughs> so it's it's a very different... You know, just just growing up that way, and then you know, well, my I'm sure Jim Carrey can talk about something other than politics. But he wants to come on to talk about politics, mm. and my my co-host is a card-carrying member of the NRA. So uh, right, there you go. You know, it's it's Paul Michael Bolan has um, probably one of the best connected people in Hollywood. I say you just um, put him on and let him duke it out. I, you know, I, I try not to. I even try <laughs> to keep a rein on him when, when Jane's on the show. I'm like Paul. Stop. So it can be interesting, but so I'm, I'm really trying to get Jim Carrey on and see if we can talk about if, if we donate like half of it to politics, can we the rest of the time talk about entertainment? Because the whole point of the yeah. show is to one, tell people how to get into entertainment yep. two kind of remove that veil of secrecy. One sure. of the biggest. Oh, you mean it's kind of like one, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's interesting. Yeah. Topic. That's one of the reasons abuse has been able to run so rampant in Hollywood is because of that imaginary curtain, because of that invisible curtain, by keeping everything back from everyone and not telling people. It's very, very easy to get into entertainment. It's about who you know. It's about getting on with people. And the best actors aren't the ones that make it. It's the ones that get on with everyone because everyone wants a cohesive set. Sure. The sure. reason people work together again and again and again um, I work with the same people repeatedly is because I'm trusting hundreds of millions of dollars of other people's money to them. Right. right. So yeah. I'm terrified to take a risk. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how I've never had a flop. I just, just tough. don't like risk. But if someone's project is good enough, that ha people will, will take that risk. That's how District 9 was made. There really are um, – there is an opportunity for anyone to get in. And I'm a big believer in why not you? There right, is no right. reason somebody else should succeed and not you. If that's what you want to do, bust your butt and do it. But don't ever take the moment and say, well, I couldn't do it or it was too hard. If, if you can't do it, it's not because of other people. It's because you didn't try hard enough. Right, right, right. 
Well said. Well said. Well said. I uh, like District Nine. That was a good. That was, it was a good, a good flick. That was a great yeah. film. Yeah. It was. It was originally supposed to be a video game film, and it turned into that. It was a good flick. Yeah. I watched it a couple times. I thought it was especially poignant coming from South Africa, given the history of apartheid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that's definitely intriguing. So, you know, Summer, as you as you look at, you know, your stuff with your show and behind the scenes and, you know, trying to get all these guests, what's what's one of the challenging things that you have, you know, working with so many celebrities and trying to corral them and get them to move in the same direction um, with all of the different kind of attention that some of those folks have on them on a daily basis? Have you ever tried herding kittens? One time. Yes. One time. Yeah. That's, that's, I know, I know Jeff does. He does that every day. That's his job. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like that. Um, getting them on the show is not a problem. I don't really, aside from Jim Carrey wanting to use it as like a takedown for Trump. Right. Um, <laughs> nice I, I don't have any argument. People can talk about what they want because there are a lot of things that affect the entertainment industry that I don't think about and they do. Right. They have a whole different set of experiences. Um, I know, you know, Terry Crews is coming on and one of the things he wants to talk about is sexual harassment in the industry, but he was assaulted and he was okay. propositioned and he's a big ass guy. Yeah. So like the, the level of control mm-hmm. that some of these people have is insane. Um, and you know, he just, he wants to talk about that on a friendly format. So with a lot of people in entertainment, I'm somebody they already deal with. So if they don't want me to talk about something, they know I won't. If um, it's it's not going to a hostile place or an unknown place, and they don't mind telling me to go to hell because I've dealt with most of them before. Right, it's a um, trust we, issue. It, it yeah. all revolves around trust. Exactly. You know, we had uh, Judge Joe Brown on uh, a while back, and one of the things he didn't want to talk about was, you know, he had some pending assault charges and some different things. Um, he just, he didn't want to talk about, but what he did want to talk about was his new platform and some different things. So, but I, I do have my lines. Like we had, um, uh, Vic, uh, what's his name? Vic, the the guy with the dogs, Michael Vic, Michael Vic. Right. Um, Right. Right. He wanted to come on the show. He's tried to get into a couple of television shows I've done. And I just won't have anything to do with him. So it's yeah. I have I have some morals. I mean, they're there. They've Jane's pumping up this right gonna, now. Right. <laughs> I was going to say this kind of brings me a little bit towards what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you introduced me to Miss Jelaine Vel- uh, Jane Velez Mitchell, who was going to appear on the show today. Uh, she was at a natural products uh, event. She was speaking. So, you know, she was going to fit it in, but apparently she must have got busy. Uh, She's she's one of the women I most admire. There we go. I was going to ask you, you know, what's your relationship with Jane? And, you know, she seems like a a wonderful woman. Uh, She's got plenty of accolades. Jane's been on my show a couple of times. Um, There is nothing that she asked me to do I wouldn't do. She goes to me in the same categories like Dev or Cindy Honeg, who was one of the first female publicists, um, or Sherry, uh, or, or Catherine Bigelow. Like all, all of these women go in that same category for me. Um, Jane has not had an easy go in her job. Right. And she's in a lot of ways faced a lot of discrimination and a lot of problems. Um, I've lost relationships with other people because I will not uh, disavow Jane. Right. So. Right. She is probably one of the people with the most integrity and kindness that I've ever met in this industry. Well, she works, you know, she's animal rights. Uh, uh, she's a vegan. I mean, she's got plenty behind mm-hmm. her. Uh, was When did Jane really take off? Was it, was it when she took over for Glenn Beck and Headline News? Or when would you say her career really started banging? I think it depends on which aspect of her career you're looking at. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at uh, her film career, it would be when she took over for Glenn Beck. I mean, her television career. If you're looking at um, as a philanthropist, it would be a few a few years back when she started Jane Unchained. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been an animal activist (sighs) for years. Both her and Pamela Anderson, um, but two women I admire very very much, and two of the kindest people you'll ever meet. Jane has never stepped over anyone. 
Right. I know very. I don't really know very many people that have a bad word to say about her. Right. Well, so, that's good because Jane is going to be, and I will say this now. I want to have her, but uh, Jane's going to be doing a show on the uh, Influencer Channel. Good. So she's coming new. <laughs> I believe it's uh, April 9th is when her show will start. That's my mom's birthday. Well, see, there we go. Nice. Um, so, you know, we're all excited to work with Jane, and, you know, I'm glad. In fact, you're the one who introduced me to Jane, so I appreciate that, which was why I, I think, wanted to have you both together today. I think Jane would be a good compliment for your channel. She has no a doubt. large following. She has a lot of people that are very, very dedicated to her. I count myself among them. Yep. Um, but more than that, for her, Voice America is a platform where she's not as constrained as yep. she is when dealing with CNN or a lot of these other platforms that she's a contributor to. You know, you can still turn on CNN and Jane gets is on as a yes. contributor all the frickin' time. <laughs> right, um, right. Like, I turn the television on. I'm like, what are you doing in Washington? You know, like, right. Um, you know, she's got – she put together a, uh, a bill in California with the singer Moby for the humane treatment yeah. of chickens. Um, and it's not something people would think of. They think – you know, I, I meet a lot of people that think as a vegan, Jane would push them and say, well, don't eat, don't eat this or don't do this. But what she's saying instead is, well, if you're going to do this, can we at least treat these animals humanely? Exactly, right. Um, so I think – I'm interested. I'm going to be a listener. I can tell yeah. you with the show. I'm not vegan, I'm, but I believe in that, you know, I'm, being yeah, humane. I'm, well, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan, um, but I also suffer from anemia. And the last time I got really anemic, my, my doctor made me swallow f raw frozen liver. Oh, okay. Not, not oh, Dr. Tasty. Ross. But I've been really careful ever since iron. then. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been really careful ever since then. Um, so do you just take an iron supplement to keep that under control? Uh, occasionally, occasionally I'll switch and uh, become a pescatarian, but I'm a lacto-over-vegetarian for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I drink milk, I eat cheese, I eat eggs, um, just because I my entire family kind of suffers from anemia. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a genetic thing. It's great. Right, right. But I stopped eating meat years and years and years ago because my family has farms. <laughs> like, we have farms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so, but we were very, very humane. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I was actually I, hoping I, to ask her about that too, because I, I kind of agree with, you know, I eat meat, but I also don't think that the way that, you know, cows and chickens and, you know, pigs are slaughtered is probably the proper handling of some of those things. So I definitely agree there. Housed everything. Yeah, Have, if, yeah. if you go to the slaughterhouses or if you do any of that, and I'm sure that's something Jane will touch on on her show. Um, I'm really looking forward to Jane just being Jane and having right. having that platform to talk because she's an she's an amazing speaker and she draws you into whatever she says. But the fact that her, her biggest passion is looking out for creatures that don't have a voice and you know, I get uh, she's I'm, I follow her on Twitter, so I get these constant feeds of you know what's going on, and she's protesting here, and she's doing this. So she's definitely really someone that puts. Oh yeah, she puts her money where her mouth is. She isn't one of those people that just you know talks a good game. Right. Um, but she she really does put her money. And, where and her you mouth know is. what? That's what I'm excited about too is the fact that you know with Voice America you have a platform to uh, you. you Talk about what you want to talk about. You know, we don't keep you to the same 20 minutes and stay in this uh, box and, you know, make sure you're done by this this point. You know, it's a, it's a, this is your show. Make it good. You yeah, know? The only thing we care about is that you start at 02 and you end at 57. What happens in the middle is all you. <laughs> what happens, it's like what happens in the middle stays in the middle. No, I, I get it. I've, you know, I've, I've gone, I've spoken on Fox, I've spoken for PBS, I speak at a lot of conventions and things, and there are a lot of constraints. And part of the reason um, my friends in the entertainment industry like to come on uh, behind the scenes, and they listen to your channel, by the way, with the influencers, I love it. is because there isn't the same censoring. Yes. It has the same effect. I don't want to compare it to YouTube because I think this is far more professional than YouTube. Thank you. But, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's it's got the same concept in that, but it's even freedom. less sense. It's but this is absolute freedom, yep. especially for someone like Jane, who, you know, she goes on CNN, she does she does all of these things, and she speaks on all of these platforms and in all of these places, but there's still there's still lines she can't cross. 
Um, right. For me, you know, I know it's very difficult because I speak like a drunken sailor, <laughs> and it is it's it's very difficult. I've I've been beeped on Fox. Um, <laughs> you can rob yourself in a little bit. Ah, that's great. Beep, beep, so, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> Moscow. She's, she's like, hey, my name's Summer. Beep, 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 Helene. <laughs> <laughs> Just run an ambulance siren, and the, every second you catch the right one. But that's that's why my my friends like to come on. That's why my co-host uh, Paul um, likes to be on. Like I said, he's got a huge following, and he's he's got more contacts in the entertainment industry than any person I've ever met. And he'll bring you know friends of his on, and we chat about it. And he likes for the same reason. It's just. Here is the bare bones, and for us, it's here's the good, the bad, and the ugly of the entertainment industry, and if you want to do this, here's how you do it. And for Jane, it's giving her a platform to say, this is what's really going on. I'm on the front lines with these protests. I go to these places. I see this every day. Right. And she doesn't have to be censored, and she doesn't have to watch what she says. And I think Voice America is entirely and completely unique in that because I have talked on Sirius XM and I go quite, you know, I do it, I do this on a lot of platforms sure. and I talk about what it's like to be behind the scenes. And there's always that censorship that doesn't exist here. And I think I'm really excited that you're having Jane on because I cannot wait to see what she does with it. Yeah. Because I know it's going to rock. So I know I, it's going to rock. Do you talk to Jane on a consistent basis? Are you guys buddies or? On and off, um, we do some of the same events. I think we have to. We're supposed to. We were supposed to go out to lunch, and then she had to go do um, something. And then I think I cancelled the last time. We cancel a lot. <laughs> I, I can see it happen. <laughs> you, you, you women are both very busy. Uh, yeah. You know, lunches get cancelled. They get planned. They get cancelled. It happens. Yeah, that's and that's our predominant relationship is chatting on the phone. Yeah. Um, bumping into each other at events and canceling engagements. Well, you know, so, Jeff's office is like right next door to mine, and him and I have to cancel lunch with each other all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, hey, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, when Jane wrote the uh, New York Times bestseller Exposed, you know, that was the secret life of uh, Jody Arias. Uh, she's right here in Arizona, so obviously uh, we were paying attention, but this was world you know worldwide news people were following this um, oh yeah that that fucking trial ended the <laughs> yeah. day i had to launch a television show oh, we had a press junket that day let me tell you how pissed i was sorry <laughs> like i'm gonna make this about let me it for a minute. Yeah, right. that, that's, let it that story got a whole <laughs> lot of attention we had, yeah we had a press junket that day guess what didn't get attention <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Not about me. It's not about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, Jeff. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, well, see, you know what? Unfortunately, we're at that time already. This hour just flew by. Uh, but we need to wrap it up. But, uh, Summer, I thank you very much for yeah, uh, being on the show with us today. We uh, had a lot of fun with you. Uh, and we'll have more times in the future. Um I but is there anything you want to drop uh, before we leave here today? Show day come, time. God. <laughs> yeah, come, come. I'm on at four o'clock on the Variety Channel. Come listen in. Warning for language in the show's eighteen and over. We're going to be talking about the Me Too movement in uh, in in honor of International Women's Day uh, yesterday. But most of what I do, I can't even tell people till after it's done. Right. Or like day off, so right. it's, it's it's just not cool. I'm just gonna start calling just you every day. Ready. I'm just gonna start calling her every day and be like, "All right, did you finish something yesterday? What did you, you can talk to me about now?" Like, <laughs> hey, ladies doing? and gentlemen, thank you so much. Want to give a big special thanks to our uh, guest Summer Helene for checking in, and uh, Jane. We will bring you on and 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 get that knocked out because we have a whole, bu whole bunch of questions for you that we had mapped out here. And uh, again, appreciate uh, you being on Summer and keep doing the great work that you're doing. We hope to see you soon, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Out there on uh, uh, Radio Land. Go check us out all over social media. Facebook.com forward slash Finding a Frequency Net. And of course, Jeff's on Twitter at Jeff Spinney 2. I'm on Twitter at Radio Ryan 1. And next week, we're going to come back with some more fantastic guests and bringing you all that we can bring you right here from Finding Your Frequency. 